Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Each week, I give you a glimpse into what I think is cool and chat with a ton of people that are definitely cool. No topic is off bounds unless, I guess, it's not cool. Welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. Emmy and I met when we both had shows at MySpace, which you are going to hear all about in this episode, so I'll save ya and I won't go into it now. Emmy was so much cooler than I was, and not only did I know it, but we had a real bitch of a producer at the time who loved to tell me how much cooler Emmy was than me. <laughs> Emmy is very kind and very sweet, and I'm sure she would never say that she was cooler than me, but I'm here to tell you that is the truth. Emmy is like a real personified hug. She is kind, warm, smart, talented, and she's somebody that I just want more and more from. And I was thrilled to watch her new short film, Complicated Order, this week because it is so good and it embodies so many of her incredible qualities. You have to understand, Emmy and I are the original girls of MySpace. Literally. OG girls of MySpace. And like they were top, like, we were in each other's top eight. <laughs> well, I think we were the top eight. I we think were we were just by that point, we were the top eight. Emmy's we really the top eight. slumber party. How many people have ripped off your slumber party concept? It has killed me over the years. I, I have know, to be it's, honest. It's so funny because I I remember like, because yeah, my web series, Slumber Party at Emmy's house. Um, Basically, yeah, like it, there was a time where like every big, like it was like I was doing it on YouTube and then I did some for, some for MySpace when we both were, were doing content for them. And it was funny, like at the time there was like, there wasn't a big media outlet that like wasn't ripping it off. It was crazy. I remember I was thinking back on that like pretty recently and I was like, oh my God. And it was really devastating at the time you know Terrible. it's like i've had in my career you know it's like you know you have your ups and your your peaks and valleys when we do this kind of you know very diy for like you know our own sort of brand and our own things and there are so many of these peaks and valleys and that was sure was a valley it was really that was really intense and like really emotional for me because i was doing it all myself and you know, it was the kind of thing that it was like, oh, it's just one of these media outlets had reached out. To, you know, it was like we could have partnered or whatever. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And honestly, like I haven't done Slumber Party in a while just because I feel like I I don't want to say I aged out of it because, honey, we are evergreen in age always. We are but evergreen. I yes. Wouldn't, yes. Um, but I just feel like I don't know. I I definitely I was not to sound like an asshole, but I was definitely feeling less and less inspired by it. You know. Well, listen. I mean, getting nailed. So for the folks listening, Emmy had slumber party at Emmy's house. Liz had getting nailed, which I fucking sold a gazillion times, and it never saw the light of day. Mm -hmm. Do I regret not letting Amber Rose? host it and me they would have just pushed me out that's where it ended up dying on the hill i was like i would rather see this die than have amber rose take my fucking format but so many people copied and yeah. even joseph patel who i do love who won an academy award for summer of soul and he and i are still homies and i love him for hiring me but i remember him messaging me when he went to the fader and he's like hey i'm just giving you a heads up that like 
we're going to shoot these videos of like these, this host at Fader like getting her nails done. And I was like, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? And it was, yeah. it was really painful because I think, I mean, you had the show on YouTube. I just was never like a YouTuber. YouTubers, it, neither were you because you yeah. were cool. And I think I was cool adjacent. But it just wasn't, it was tough because I was watching people get all of this notoriety for really terrible content mm -hmm. and I feel like I I was similar to you in the sense that it was like really it was themed it was thought out it was really fun guests I mean you had the most incredible guests of all time back then and I I have questions that I'm yeah. going to ask you on I'm yeah. curious I even remember being jealous of you at MySpace being like what the fuck she has like Charlie XCX and like all I mean you had all the coolest musicians from Brooklyn how did you meet all of the cool kids in New York? Question. I mean, I think in New York, honestly, a lot of these like relationships that I formed like early on in my career came through um, Neon Gold Records, which was the, this was like, this was true. Like, what do the kids call it these? Or what do indie, what do they call indie? Um, indie sleaze, indie sleaze. Remember the indie what? sleaze? What? I don't even know what you're talking about. What is indie sleaze? It was like, I think, I, I oh my God, I'm going to butcher it. So I cannot, I'm like no historian or whatever, but I would say. It's fine. We are revisionist history on cool, cool, cool. Don't worry. Well, I mean, it was like a time in New York. I want to say it was like, like 2008 to 2012, maybe. I'm literally like not a historian, folks. So please don't, uh, don't come for me. But, you know, it was the cool indie pop time and maybe indie sleaze is actually more like indie indie basically neon gold records was the coolest the coolest label in new york started by my best friend from college she was my you know oh. roommate for a few years uh lizzie ploppinger and Derek davies and yeah lizzie is still one of my closest friends and an amazing musician and an amazing musician exactly she was in the band miss mister and also has an amazing solo project LPX. It is also a fabulous visual artist. Um, so you guys should check her out at LPX on Instagram. But basically, so Lizzie was like, you know, like shipping off records from our college, like, see, I, this so now all tracks because yeah. I didn't know. And I was like, what the fuck? Emmy is the coolest, has the coolest friends. I was over here like, I'm not that cool. I'm just in LA, like driving my fucking Jetta, like trying to make it work. Yeah. But you, okay, so Lizzie, I didn't realize that you guys yeah. were college friends. Yeah, and Got then it. Lizzie and I, after college, we started a party together in New York. As one does. A club night, as they call it in the UK, because Lizzie and Derek were sort of uh, half based out of UK, half based out of New York, all very cool, um, and uh, called Fuzz. And that was definitely more the sleaze factor of indie sleaze. We put on like punk bands in this karaoke bar in, in New York. And, um, and yeah, and that was really fun. So a lot of people, a lot of artists and people would come through to that. So yeah, that's sort of like how. And is that where you met Charlie? That actually like is where I met Charlie. Actually, she At came to, to, yeah, Fuzz. She came to Fuzz one night and then also like, you know, and then it just became sort of a, another party in New York where, you know, where friends would come, like, you know, other friends who are in town would come through. Um, so that's where a lot of, you know, I didn't meet Marina and the Diamonds there, but Marina would come to the parties whenever she was in town. And so, so yeah, I know that's. Yeah, just a couple of 
casual name drops. I forgot about good old Marina. Yeah. Just, it's like, yeah, you, I mean, what a cool group. I mean, my real claim to fame with Charlie XCX is seeing you and Charlie at the Hollywood Soul Cycle when Ben. <laughs> Ben B. Oh my gosh. Ben, ben B. B was our oh my god, yes. I miss Ben B though. Yes, so great. So great. Did I Ben mean, stay in LA? I know they I, had a baby. I have no idea. I, I think I follow him on, on Instagram, but I love him. I'm very like off the soul cycle train. I don't I don't go I anymore. never want to go to Soul Cycle. You know what? Here, let me tell you it's sorry, sorry, I mean, Soul Cycle. Oh. Well, first of all, it's fine. No, ain't nobody paying up. Nobody's paying me from Soul Cycle ever. You know what I never want to do no. again? I never want to go to like a Barry's boot camp class again. I never want to go to Soul Cycle. I I can't the the body hatred and cyclone of eating disorder and exercise disorder like that I have gone through in my 38 years. I'm really coming to like a fucking I mean I hate myself still that I'm going to work on forever but let me tell you I don't want to fucking go to Babe. fucking soul cycle I don't want to fucking go to Barry's boot camp ever I got hurt in Barry's boot camp all the time I don't like treadmills I don't want to run anywhere I don't want to do any of that Babe you literally like are taking the words out of my mouth because truly like soul cycle berries that like little and ho- that hollywood the, that little like yeah you know, the, in the, that little alleyway of my like absolute eating disorder, insanity, whirlwind was bouncing back and forth between those two locations. Same. Uh, you know, cycle, That's where I saw you. <laughs> big you time. and I, you and I would just like be, you know, going back and forth. It just was too much. But yes, that's my adjacency with Charlie. Actually, I did see Charlie perform while I was at MySpace early days, I don't know if you remember this, but remember when Sonos used to do like the Sonos houses and have people come through? And I saw Charlie and her band was just so cool. It was all women. It was just rad. Okay, so that makes sense. So you've just been cool your whole life. That's great. I'm still working and achieving. Well, actually, this is a very good segue because you just wrote and directed a short, which incredible, complicated order, I I think I donated at a level where my name is supposed to be in the credits. I don't know. Um, Should be actually. Unfortunately, you didn't. I didn't. Oh, I donated something for something. You definitely did. I think maybe it was the 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 breakup playlist or oh okay sure. I don't know. I am unclear. Don't care. Paid for it at Outfest. Gave you five stars. Everybody needs to do the same. We have to support indie queer artists like yourself. But let me tell you, I was saying this before we recorded, it was incredible. Also shot so beautifully. Like, who was your DP? His name is Jack Sherman. He is, oh, you know what? Jack and I, like, we go way back to New York. We, we like, we're roommates a couple of different times in New York. And he is truly the, like, only man I trust, straight man I trust. Um, and he, he's a great DP, super talented. He does like a lot of big shit now, but he also used to like shoot and edit summer party time. He's house way back well, when. But Tom like, Jack that I was the, he's the first, I haven't even gotten to the all-star cast yet, but I, Jack gets his flowers. Because it was beautiful. The music obviously with your background was incredible. Mm-hmm. You have um, secret lives of college or secret, Wait, the sex life of help me. I don't know. I watched the whole fucking show. Thank you. Midori Francis stars. You have 
I mean, the list is insane. Angelo Pagan, um, who is the pizza yeah. man, who's like yeah. a fucking star. Alok. Alok. Yeah, Alok is amazing. Fun fun fact about Angelo, his wife, Leah Remini. You know who that is. No, I know. Of course I know who fucking Leah Remini is. I didn't even, you know what's so <laughs> funny? Your face went so, it was just so interesting, like so like blank. It was like you were, I was like, is she having a stroke? <laughs> no, I'm not. I No. In fact, I just watched this very weird video of Leah Remini like two days ago. I didn't even, no, I went blank because I know him, but I totally blanked that they're married. I forgot about that. Uh-huh, he yeah. was, was, I was starstruck alone for Angelo. I know. He's amazing. And he owns a great, um, the cafe. We, have we talked about this? The cafe in Studio City, Vivian's Cafe. If oh, you're in Studio City, that. it's like a really great, like, sort of amazing, like, breakfast spot in uh, in Studio City. And he owns it, runs Random. it. That's where we shot his scenes. Sick. Ooh, not only is you're getting the star power, but you're getting a location that I hope he gratis to you. He did. He did. He's the best. He did. He's the best. I mean, hey, when you're small budget, like indie, you got him. Yeah, apparently I'm not giving the right fucking donation to get my name on the shit. You You have plenty. You gave plenty. You have got horrible friends like me. Wait, we have to back up to Alok speaking of, I told you this story when we had uh, lunch, but. Speaking of workouts, I I told you how I saw a loke in the F45 and died. Like, st- what? I just rang a bell. I was so excited. Yay! I was in Hollywood getting a, on a Sunday, just coming back from the farmer's market, getting my Phil's Mojito, which is the best coffee drink of all time. Awesome. And a loke comes out and I'm like, oh my God. And I was such a nerd. All I could say, I was like, oh my God, I love you like you are amazing and they were just like clearly coming out of an f45 workout not in not that it was bad an interaction at all but it was like who the fuck wants to talk to some rando like on a sunday coming out and anyway it was just i was like "Ah, that was my time and i messed it up so next time what did you you just say that i literally said i love you i think you're amazing and i like kind of gasped yes they are. Amazing. I don't know. I mean, also you have Welcome to the Dollhouse, Heather. I mean, first of all, would I? Can I borrow that outfit? I think I owned that pink jumpsuit. That outfit is very you. That it is so Liz Cully, yeah. actually. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm into this. But I mean, what was the casting pro? You know, everybody, you're very cool. Too cool for school. In fact, I actually, for a moment, I was like watching the short. I'm like, God, I wish Emmy had invited me to be in this background scene at this lesbian party. And then I see Wembley and then all these other like cool East Side lesbians. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not cool enough. I would have, no. I don't think I would have blended. Like, what would I have worn? Like, the thing is, like, you wouldn't have been at that party because, like, in this world, it's like the ex's party, spoiler alert, is the ex's party. And like, that's like, it was like a toxic environment. And I feel like, not that my friends are toxic, they're not, they're amazing. But like, you know, it's like, because as you say, don't you say you're like, you're like, what do you, you're like Santa Monica. What do you say? You have some like saying. (laughs) Oh, oh, when I say like, I look like a Brentwood mom. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So sad. Oh my God. I think that's Really? No, it's not. I'm like, not cool anymore. I think I've gone to this like weird. Yeah, it's like I'm like dinner party old lady. 
That's fine. I'm okay well, with it. Let's have a dinner party ASAP. We have, we, we have meeting to have been, I mentioned, I mentioned to Wembley, I was like, we should do dinner with Liz. Yeah, so we should. We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, yeah, let's definitely talk about it offline. But, you know, you know everybody. You've been casting your own content for a long time with A-list musicians, celebs, et cetera. But what is the process like for doing a short, like an independent short? I mean, do you partner with a casting department? Like how does, I've never done it. So how does it work? So yeah, I really early on, basically like in my sort of getting this all together, I feel like obviously at first I was like, oh, I'll just do it all myself. And that, cause I've done everything myself forever, you know, like I was just like, of course I'll yeah. just do it myself. And then I don't know, I sort of was just like, I was getting like progressive before I'd even reached out to anyone, you know, I was like, okay, I like had my list of people who I wanted to reach out to. And I just sort of was like, getting more and more overwhelmed at the idea of like starting this process of like reaching out to all of these agents and blah, blah, blah. And like, because also it's not a small cast, you know, it's like, it's, we have like, eight players, eight main players, you know? Um, And so I was just like, you know, and I had a really small producing team and we all were busy just doing other stuff. You know what I mean? Like early on the best investment that I made in this film truly was a casting director. Like I stand by that wholeheartedly. And this casting director was, her name's Christy Lugo. She's a great queer casting director who just really, you know, she really took to the pro she read the script and really, really loved it. And, you know, said that she, she knew that our budget was tiny and sort of, you know, made she came on, you know, for not quite her rate, you know, because she believed in the project so much and really wanted to be a pr- producer on it. So she came on as a casting director and executive producer. And she really went above and beyond and literally like everyone like it's so crazy and this is like i know that i'm very very lucky in this scenario because this is not the case for everyone the casting was like weirdly the easiest part like really whole thing yeah everyone who we asked said yes and did you have an audition process or was it just straight to offer no not for for a couple of the the smaller roles yes i did see some reads and stuff like that but Heather, also fun, fun fact about in this whole process is that I think we brought Christy on. So we shot it, we shot it in March of this past year, March, 2023. And then I think we brought Christy on like maybe in January, late January or something like that. But you know, when like at the beginning of the year, it's, I, I follow, I'm on manifestation TikTok and you know, yeah. I literally manifested Heather. I manifested Heather and I manifest hard. This everyone's like tuning out now because they're like this fucking bitch. But no like, one oh. is tuning out. We are all tuning in. Trust me. I think manifestation is fabulous. I need to do more of it, quite yeah. frankly. I and I was just like, I just wrote it down. I was like, I, you know, that Heather's going to be in my film. And I, there was no I did not know her. Never met her. Didn't really even, no connection. Nope. At the time, well, when I wrote it down and manifested it, I didn't think I had any connection, but then it turned out. So then when we got Christy involved, I don't, I don't know my casting director. I don't know if, I don't think she had any connection. Maybe she had like known her manager or agent or something like that. And then, um, 
It turns out that one of my producers on it, Alexis Gizal, who's also in the film, knew her wife and so was able to to text her. But yeah, it was like, it definitely was a going into it. It's not something I knew that I had any connection to her whatsoever. And I mean, did you grow up watching Welcome to the Dollhouse like Welcome as much to the as Dollhouse I did? was <laughs> truly my first film where I was like, I remember in high school watching it but like I went to a boarding school which is like so crazy and it was very like very straight laced and very conservative in a lot of ways and I had my roommate slash best friend and I who was like from New York and like cool well New York via Michigan anyway it's a long story but basically like you know she you know we were not even that I was like a theater kid, like whatever, you know what I mean? I was like, I did theater. We weren't even like that cool or alt, but like we were, we were like in comparison to everybody else. And we would watch Welcome to the Dollhouse. And we thought it was like the coolest, funniest shit ever. It is, it is, mind you, it is so cool and such a special film. And we just were like, we would just like quote, it was like our secret language. We would quote it to each other all the time. And we just loved it so much. So it was a very, very seminal film for me growing up but also like it's just my favorite thing about indie projects is when iconic actors take just really even subtle roles but like really obviously shape or make the whole thing do you know what i mean and i think the script was so good the story was great i mean i think everyone can identify no matter I don't know who you've dated or how old you are. This idea of being, you know, broke of breaking up with someone who maybe wasn't even that good for you, but it's just the breakup alone is so intense and awful and all of the embarrassment and the heartache and all of those layered emotions. And so to then have like the pizza delivery person be fucking there was great. And it could have been anyone. Like, it didn't have to be a star that we all grew up with, but it just makes it so fun when it is, you know? Yeah. No, I, exactly. I just, um, I for Heather in that role, I don't know. It was so, it, I was like bouncing around with like a bunch of different ideas in my head of like, of the kind of character I wanted that person to be. And like, and, and, and so basically like Trish, this delivery driver play, as played by Heather, was actually in my head like based on Trisha Paytas, <laughs> like the, like you know it was like that sort of like rate like sh- like this Trish character like might have a like have a a YouTube channel or whatever you know what I mean all of totally. that kind of like, totally unhinged in a juicy sweatsuit that kind Love of it. thing and but like I was like what if it's that kind of character but played by some it was just sort of like you know it was very much like I think. Heather would play that really funny, would take that and play that really funny. And and she did. She yeah, she did. She stuff. Like, oh, great. She was, was so great. She was so great. I love it. I mean, I think, you know, we're at a point now, there's so much obviously conversation about content, both from major studios to indie to like what people are gravitating towards to creator-based content and like what that looks like. And I think with the rise of video on really all platforms versus photography and and writing, which I have like so many layered feelings about it. I think there is a place for it all, but what I like all types of content. 
But I think it's like people are consuming content in such different ways. And so it's kind of, it's all getting muddled in some form. I think it's more important than ever that we have like these beautiful, queer, independent stories seen, you know what I mean? Out there and shown and seen. I always ask this and maybe it's wrong, but short films are really, really hard. It's like really difficult, I think, to have a full story arc in 10 to 20 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. That's really difficult. Was it always a short or was it a part of a, a longer idea? It was always a short, but I have always like, I because I knew I wanted to take this, I, I knew I wanted to make a short because in, you know, in this industry, I, as you know, we've said, I come from more of a like, I had my web series, and then I sort of was doing unscripted work. And I produced a, an unscripted show for Netflix and, and a documentary, you know, so I've always, I've come from more of an unscripted world, technically, and then that jump into scripted is hard. You know, it is not like, it's not a lateral move by by any stretch of the imagination, or maybe it is for some people. It's been hard to try and, you know, it's not like I've been writing for years, you know? And so it's, you have to really, you know, it's, it's hard to get, it's hard for anyone to get into a writer's room, any of that kind of stuff. So basically I knew that I've written a bunch of pilots, you know, it's like I've gotten some notice or whatever, but I knew that I wanted to have a piece of work that was some of my writing come to life. I knew that I wanted to be able to show, okay, well, I've done this way. Like, you know, let's have this other kind of calling card. I have pilots as calling cards. I have other, you know, the features a calling card, all of that kind of stuff. Let's try, let's try this, you know? And, um, and I, I knew I wanted to direct it. And yeah, so basically I, and this idea sort of came to me, I was like, oh, that would be, you know, that would be really fun for something, you know? Um, And then when I was like, okay, I'm going to write a short and it's in a writer's group and we were all working on shorts and I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is it. This is the, the, it sort of, it really came to me very fully formed and but while I was writing that, I would be like, oh, I'm going to put a pin in that for the feature. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I started to write it as a short, but I had, it began to unfold a lot more, you know, a, a lot more. And um, so I'm currently scripting it as a feature. That's exciting. Yeah, well, yeah. if you need a bougie Brentwood Country Mart lesbian Boop, boop, boop. I literally, I literally do. I can't, I don't want to give too much away, but there is a whole other side. There's like a other side of not just your Echo Park lesbians always with the drama, not to yes. quote, to quote the movie. Oh, I loved that. Also, I loved him like talking about her attachment style. Cause like, that's all we do is talk about in our house. And I was just like, Emmy, I love you. This is yeah. so funny. I, yes. Well, I'm just saying if you ever, you know, bouge les, you know who to call. You sure do, babe. Have you on speed dial? What What's your pizza order? My pizza order. Oh my gosh, that's a really, really great question. So, I haven't quite like found my favorite pizza in LA. Not to be that girl from New York who's like, I like New York pizza is better. Obviously, we know that it is, you know, uh, better in New York. <laughs> but I guess. Oh boy. I do- I do really like, I love Triple Beam, uh, not to be so, Triple Beam Pizza in, in Highland Park. There's one in Echo yeah, Park. Yeah, but now. what's your order from there? 
I like there's this acorn pizza that's like sort of like sweet and salty. That's so good. But Triple Beam. Okay, I'm passionate about this. So we can't. Triple Beam is one of my faves. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like it's from the woman who Nancy Silverton, who's a fucking gangster. She started Moza. She's a G, La Brea Bakery. But that is like a very it's not like a pizza pie. That's like a. A thicker, yeah. it's like its own category. I oh, love the mushroom. It's like a focaccia. It's like a, it is like a focaccia. Yeah. I love the mushroom. Like that's my favorite. But I'm talking, I mean, for me, I think the best pizza, well, there's like different categories. Mm-hmm. I love prime, but it gives me the worst tummy ache of all time. But that's like I the closest agree. thing to New York. I agree. I Actually, I agree. Prime is really, really good. And then I like the place in Echo Park. That's on the corner and we order oh. from there all the time. Casabona. The best. That would be the Dude. only, that's all I order from. And they come to Glendale, babe, because we're the real housewives of Glendale, you and me. We really are. Wait, Casabona. Okay, truly, I've never, ever in my life understood or like fucked with Hawaiian style pizza. There, oh, we're going to start to. No, no, I would never. Oh, Dude, it's so good. It like will change your life. Change okay. Mine. So you're walking down the street in New York. You see, you go for a slice. Are you getting just cheese? No, I'm getting pepperoni for sure. Yeah, pepperones. Only pepperones for me. Pepperoni. Also, just so you know, in Glendale, there's Little Goat Pizza now, which is pretty good. Oh, good. It's like know. wood fire. It's great. Oh. It's right by me. So oh. come over. I'll have yeah. pizza for you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> did you eat pizza on set? Like real you pizza? Sure did. However, I only ate the, <laughs> I ate the pizza that was like, you know, because I was hungry, like on the last day we had a bunch of because the pizza that's in that sort of in the box that, you know, that is sort of at the center of this whole story was actually Papa John's. Um, Whoa, for real? Why? Because you like the box? You no, know what? it wasn't it, the Papa John's box. No, it was like a my, regular box. My art, uh, my, uh, my production designer, she hand painted those amazing, amazing Gino's pizza boxes. Gino's what? pizza is not, it's a uh, Gino's pizza is based on, it's named after Gino's pizza, Poughkeepsie, New York, where I'm from. But yeah, so she hand painted those Gino's pizza boxes and then replaced in the box. She put the, um, the Papa, Papa John's. John's. Honestly, I had no idea. I was like the day of, or just like, obviously we just need, I think Papa John's is just easy and close by for us to go and pick it up. Woof. No, but I talk but about at the not- end of the day. I was eating that on set because I was because I was hungry and exhausted. So true. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I feel like for me, knowing knowing you quite a long time, over ten years. Can you believe that was like ten years ago? It's fucking wild, dude. I, anyway, you came out on the internet as queer a mm-hmm. few years after we had known each other, or maybe yeah. actually kind of a solid few years. Yeah, solid few years. Yeah, I only came out three years ago. Two and a half, three years ago. Was it? Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Then, okay. Let me rephrase that. You came out a couple of years ago after knowing you for a long time. Yeah. It was funny. When I was at MySpace, I wasn't like out. I was out, but I wasn't yeah. out to my parents, um, which fuck them anyway. That's whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole nother <laughs> can of worms. But I, but I was dating men and women, mostly women at that time. And I remember feeling so kind of alone in the content 
space. You know what I mean? Like in the content space. And I remember, you know, no one ever said anything negative necessarily to me. But when I was hosting stuff, it would always like the way they would dress me was like a little gayer than I would. Listen, Mm -hmm. if it was up to me, full drag is how I would operate. I would either operate in a juicy floor sweats. This is actually I don't know why I'm saying how I would. This is how I live my life. I either wear straight up fucking workout clothes, which I'm wearing right now, or like a ball gown. Like there's no middle ground for me. Mm -hmm. But I remember they'd always like put me in vests and shit. I'd be like, what the fuck? And so things have really obviously evolved. I think being queer has become even more political than ever, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. How has being openly queer impacted the way you, I mean, make content? Obviously, you made a beautiful queer short Mm -hmm. film, but is it now, do you feel like it's in everything that you do? Is it, is that, are those the kind of stories that you want to make? I don't know. How do you feel about it? I feel like for me, you know, like, it it probably will be involved in the majority of things that I do going forward, just because it's what's true to me. And it's right. like, as a, as a writer and director now, you know, it's like, you're always seeking the truth in a situation or like, that's what sort of, that's what I would like to do or, or ha- making sure that everything comes from like a very real place. Because I think for me, that's how people can connect and all of that stuff. So I don't know. I mean, this happened to be happens to be a a it's so funny. We were just um we were just found out we got into another festival in LA. <gasps> Love. Um, Woo! And- congrats. What festival? Holly Shorts. It's a it's an Oscar qualifying festival that will be at the Chinese Theater in August. So I just went there for the first time to see Indiana Jones. Oh, great. Did have you, you like ever it? well have you ever been to the Chinese Theater? I've been once. First Crazy? of all. I made a really, I don't know, and I'm the one that planned this. So I don't know. I take full responsibility, but I'm like, oh my God, I've never been. It's 4th of July weekend. I loved Indiana Jones growing up. I just love, I like the puzzles. I love Egypt. I'm like into all that shit. So I was like, oh my God, we got to go. Made my friend Maureen go. Rachel came. I said, you know, it'd be great if we saw it at the Chinese Man Theater because we're East Side. She's West Hollywood. It's like in the middle. Okay, one very cool location to see that movie because it's all like beautiful and ornate and old yeah woo hollywood and highland not for me not for me the weird people with the snakes the people on the street trying to like get you to pay a hundred dollars an hour to like drive a rented ferrari i feel like everyone's in a costume everyone's gonna like i feel like i'm in like the middle of europe in the summer where like somebody's gonna come with scissors and like cut off my purse and steal it away i it, I wasn't into it, but if I am able to attend, I would go to your festival because it'll be great. It's at a, you know, it's at 7.30 PM. So a very respectable hour. Ooh, very respectable. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so basically, but so in that short, we were programmed as a romantic comedy and that made oh, me that's so fun. hard. You are, it is a romantic comedy though. Uh, sort of, I think that there's like, it's more like a romantic tragedy in some ways or like a, or like a, you know, cause it's, Okay, fine. But I think if you're looking at it, yeah. It is it is dark comedy. Yeah. There's elements of also, you know, it's about it's about relationships, the ending of relationships, all of that kind of stuff and and ultimately 
Sorry, it's about the relationship with yourself, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Which I loved. Uh, Oh, wait, hold on. I have to make you pause. I forgot in my notes. I have a very important question. Is Magoo's name really Magoo and whose dog was that? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked. His name really is Magoo. And he is my dear friend, Emma Ho's uh, son, dog. Boy, sorry, guys, I derailed my own interview, but I had to know it was like the first note that I made was ask about Magoo, whose dog is Magoo. There you go. Yeah, this was his on-screen debut, and I think I, I, he crushed it. I mean, what a a joy to have on set, an absolute joy to have on set. Because you know who wouldn't have been a joy to have on set? Ravioli. Ravioli is not some. She is beautiful from a distance. Mm Kit is not a star. Yeah. Magoo is very, very chill. He um, he was a trooper all day. And then we only needed him for one day. And then uh, my friend Emma was with him all day on set. Shout out Emma, best animal wrangler ever. Um, And then so he was a a dream all day on set. And he's a very nervous dog. You know what I mean? He's pretty like he's a he's he gets a little anxious, but he gets I guess he holds it all. And because literally on their way home, he like projectile vomited everywhere after being like a star all day on set. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, that's classic. Um, Okay, sorry, I derailed you. Holly Shorts, romantic comedy. comedy. So basically sort of like talking about like queerness and this in this stuff that I do, I guess like we were sort of, you put it really, really well before of like, you know, this film is about the devastating breakup, like a devastating devastating breakup with someone that maybe ultimately like wasn't actually right for you in the beginning, but maybe yeah. where you're at in your life, you're like putting a lot of, you sort of, this relationship is everything, you know? And that's how I felt about, I mean, that's how sometimes I still feel in certain relationships or like, especially like the first queer relationships that I had, especially, I mean, I wrote this one after the first queer relationship that I had had. And it was very much like that relationship in particular, this person was definitely not right for me, but, and it was a very different circumstances of a breakup, 100%. But it was just like, I felt like, I felt really like, oh, you know, I'm finally out. I'm finally finding love in ways that make, or finding these sort of relationships in ways that make more sense to me. And yet this relationship is still, you know, all of the problems that I had before this relationship are still waiting for me on the other side, you know, it's like, and it didn't solve all my problems. And like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I'm, I'm gay now. And I finally found, you know, I'm finally dating the right people. Shouldn't my life be totally figured out? Oh, Emmy. I know. And that was, (laughs) I know, right. And so I really wanted to sort of you know, write about that experience and, um, and yeah, in, in a sort of way that hopefully people can connect with. And yeah. And so I think as I still, as I, you know, as I'm, you're still, everyone's on the journey with me in my, in my, in my, in my, in my queer journey. So, you know, it's quite possible that other stuff that I will write will have similar themes. And I yeah. love that. I love that. And I love that you're, short is in the romantic comedy category because I think sometimes it gets tricky when things are like if there's like an LGBTQ category it's it's mm-hmm. like a double-edged sword right you want the category because you want the representation and you want the content but then like every queer piece of content is like up against yeah. itself and you're like well fuck like do you know what I mean like the yeah. more I think we just have the stories be the stories then it just becomes more, you know, organic fodder. Totally, there is a, there is a, in that 
festival. There is a queer category. Oh, there is. Honey, I ain't in it. I'm in the romantic comedy. Oh my gosh, she ain't in it. She's romantic comedy. She mainstream, baby. Yeah. Magoo took us all the way. I love it. All because of Magoo. It's all because of, no, it's not. It's because of you. You wrote and directed it. It's such a big deal. I I loved it. I'm so happy for you. I'm so, like, I. you're going to be so rich and famous. You're not going to remember me. You're going to leave Glendale. It's going to break my heart. I'm just going to be like, remember MySpace? Because that's all I do anyway. It's going to be, you know, it's it's great. It's only the beginning for you, which is really exciting. If there's anything you need to know about me or about this show is that the world is small and you will, no matter what, run into people again. That is why I try my best to be kind and honest. I'm not always kind and I'm not always honest, but I really try because no matter if you knew someone or had a show on the same sort of network 10 plus years ago, you might live down the street from them in your little suburban town outside of Los Angeles many years later. Go watch Emmy's short film. It's adorable. Give it five stars. Give it a bunch of great comments. um, And definitely follow her on Instagram. 